Hey there, you're listening to Permission to Pivot. This is your host, Kayla McCall. I've got another awesome episode today. We're talking to Sarah. She is a financial coach. That is not what she was doing before her pivot. So she has an awesome story to talk about getting her finances in order. At one point, her and her family wanting to just sell it all and move to Mexico, which sounds a little bit dreamy. I think you're going to love her story. So let's get into it. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Good, Kayla. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm excited to hear about your journey. I had a couple people actually that were like, you should talk to Sarah. I was like, well, that's great. I love that. <laughs> uh, yes, it's been a fun, a fun pivot, a fun journey. I'm excited to share. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll jump right into it. I have an icebreaker question that I ask all my guests when they come on. And that is when you were little and people would ask you, what are you going to be when you grow up? What did you tell people? You know, I think that I struggled with this question. Like, I, I don't know that I knew, I mean, does anybody know? I'm very curious about like what responses you get and how often it actually matches up. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know that I knew, I don't know that eight, 10 and 12 year olds should know, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I do remember one time my grandma, um, kind of making us grandkids, like write down what we wanted to be when we grew up or like our top three professions or something. And then she took them and she was going to share them with us later. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling a whole lot of pressure right over this moment. And I know that I wrote down police officer. I I don't know why. I mean, I just, I felt like I needed to write something down. Uh Um, Yes. But that is like one memory that I have of what I wanted to be when I grew up. Well, I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I like to ask it because I feel like nowadays, I think we're moving away from some of the conditioning we had as kids. Right. And I know, especially with my friends that I talk to and myself with my kids, it's less of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's just more of that. Like, how do you want your life to look like what, like things like that? What kind of person do you want to be? And so I always like asking people because for the most part, I hear two things. It's either, I really wanted to do this one thing and it could be like somebody that said a rock star and a priest was like her two things that she always said. Um, and I think when you boil it down, like those are kind of roles where it's entertaining people, it's maybe being a leader, it's you know, all of those things. And then it's always interesting to see how in your life you have had those roles, but not in that, in that aspect. Right. Same so, capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other people like you kind of, that were like, I had no idea. I had no one, one or two or three things that were like, this seems super exciting. And this seems like something I would want to do when I was younger. I always just said teacher. And I just think for me, teachers were very important in my life. Like with my childhood and the way that like I grew up having stable teachers and people like that in my life was huge for me. And so I feel like that was my reason for saying that is my profession. Um, so it's always interesting to hear what people based on their surroundings, like how you're kind of brought into that idea of what it looks like to be something quote unquote, when you grow up. Mm-hmm. I, I love the reframe of like, who do you want to be mm-hmm. right? When you grow up, like what character traits, right. Do you want to portray your job is, um, is just, is not as critical as who you who you are becoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to make people feel like they're going to have to pick one thing. And that's the whole point right. of this podcast. I feel like is yes. there's no 
rhyme or reason why we've ever needed to be conditioned that you're just going to do one thing for your whole life. And it better be something you love. Like you better pick right. something you love right away because that's just going to be it forever. So much, so like, so much daunting. pressure. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Way yeah. too much pressure. Um, so then as you grew up, if you weren't like one of those people that was like, I'm going to go to college and be an attorney or, or whatever, what was that journey for you trying to like figure out maybe what some of the things you want to explore were? Yeah, I grew up on a, in a small community on a farm. I'm a farmer's daughter and I knew I didn't want to do that uh, <laughs> into adulthood. So I, um, I was uh, first first in my family to go to college. Uh, and graduate college. So getting getting out of Dodge was important to me. I didn't know what I was going to do with my degree. I didn't know what degree to pick. I ended up picking a business administration degree because that felt uh, safe, right? Generic enough that it mm-hmm. could apply to just about anything. Um, ended up um, while I was still in college, I was working full-time um, with um, a hospital healthcare system doing um, admissions and registration and you know graduated at that time from there and then, uh, and got a, a promotion. And so I, I just kept working within that organization, mm-hmm. um, that I, that I started working at when I was 20. Um, so I ended up uh, working for that organization for 20 years, um, mm-hmm. just advancing and promoting, um, just out of sheer, uh, luck, right. Or, uh, you know, it just it kind of fell into my lap and I just continued to grow within the organization, but it wasn't something I, I sought after I, you know, I ended up being, uh, you know, regional manager over people operations um, for central access services. Nope, I, that certainly was not on my docket, right? In mm-hmm. terms of what I wanted to do when I grew up, right? So working for healthcare, um, not in a clinical capacity, but a clerical and administrative capacity wasn't on the radar, but it, it is what I did for 20 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And I guess while you were doing that, did you have wheels turning of like other things you wanted to explore or did you feel very kind of rooted in that career path and where you kind of just like, this is just what I'm going to do now. It's been, like you said, dropped in my lap and I'm just going to, I'm just going to run with this now. Yeah. I definitely have had different feelings about that throughout the years. So it, uh, healthcare felt stable, you know, everybody was going to need it, you know, so it Mm -hmm. felt safe and secure. Uh, My husband is an entrepreneur and has been really from very early on in our relationship and in our marriage. And so I had this preconditioned, we had this preconditioned sort of um, story we were telling ourselves that, um, well, one of us is going to be an entrepreneur and the other needs to work traditionally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's got to have the health insurance and the stability, right? Because entrepreneurship can be such an up and down um, industry, you know, depending mm-hmm. on where you're at. And so I, I, I owned that story. I was like, well, I guess I'll be the one, right? The, mm-hmm. That's going to work uh, traditionally. We moved several times uh, for my job. It was a a great, uh, a great career. Uh, there was a point in our journey that, um, I feel like I couldn't not work. So I'm, I'm a mom of two daughters mm-hmm. and, uh, they are now 13 and 10, uh, Lord help me. Um, but at the, at the time that I was having these, uh, epiphanies, uh, we had just moved into the house that we live in now. And my youngest was probably nine months old and my oldest was not quite three. And I'm unpacking, you know, I've got a week off of work to figure this out, you know, before going back. And I had this um, sort of inclination that even if I wanted to stay home and uh, be a stay at home mom with my girls, which w- was not my calling, it's not something that I needed to do. But even if I wanted to, 
mm-hmm. I, we really didn't, we really didn't have the option mm-hmm. um, because our financial obligations were such that, um, you know, we had, we had minimum payments to make, you know, we mm-hmm. had a couple of credit cards, a couple of cars, a couple of student loans, you know, a couple of mortgages, like we had a couple of everything mm-hmm. and my salary was necessary for that. So I just didn't feel like I had the options. So at that point, um, so this was about you know, 10 years ago, um, we got introduced to Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and his sort of traditional money management philosophy of baby steps and getting out mm-hmm. of debt. And I was like, well, that's that's what I think I need, right? Like I felt this pressure, right, um, of ha- needing to work. And I was like, I would rather have more options right in front of me. So mm-hmm. getting rid of our debt was a huge part of that. So at the time we had... Um, $700,000 in total debt, including uh, a couple of mortgages. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to eliminate our debt except for the mortgage that we live in now. That's so amazing. yeah, had this great kind of turnaround uh, from the financial side of that. And, um, and that felt freeing. I, I told everybody about it, right? I told our friends and our family I was like, you don't have to live, right? Like paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck, you, you can have so many more options. So my husband and I were vacationing um, on this little island called Isla Mujeres. Um, off of Cancun, Mexico, favorite place I recommend. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're coming home from our vacation. We had, you know, we had had a, had a beautiful time. We had scouted, you know, future retirement, you know, spots, you know, locations like spots that we could buy in the future. Getting, getting ready uh, at the airport to get back, uh, to go back home to PDX. And um, I was like, um, and we talked about, you know, retiring. And um, I was like, wait a minute, like, why do we have to wait? Like, mm-hmm. why do we have to wait to do the things that we really want to do until we're old? Mm-hmm. Like who, who says that we have to wait to do these things until we're 65 or, yeah. you know, 70 or something ridiculous. I was like, that's, that's not what I want. Uh, I said, why don't we do that now? Like, what if we take the girls and we move to Mexico for a year or two, experience all that the community and that language and just the Caribbean, right. Has to mm-hmm. offer and then uh, go back home. My husband kind of looks at me and like first asks, you know, how many, how many Bloody Marys did I have? Uh, and, and then second, um, he's like, well, you make a plan for that, you know, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, done and done. So on my, on my airplane napkin, right. I was like, all right here. I know my, fi- I know our finances in and out at this point. I was like, here's how we can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I share my napkin plan and my husband's like, well, we're, we're going to, I'm going to need a little bit more information. So uh-huh. we get home real life, right, is back, like, in the commission, like, kids and school and work and all the things, but I still can't let go of this idea of really doing life differently mm-hmm. uh, and outside of the norm. So I um, I bust out my Excel spreadsheet, you know, one, uh, one weekend, and I was like, all right, let's get the details here on, on the income, outgoing, what, what it would cost to live there, um, what we would rent out our house for, how we're going to make all this work. So, mm-hmm share this with my husband again. And he's like, let's talk. We need to talk about logistics. Like, do we sell our cars? Do we buy a car there? Like, where do the girls go to school? Like, I need more information. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, if you want more information, other people might want some more of this information. I'm going to start a blog. I'm Mm going to blog about my journey to influence my husband to move to Mexico, Uh right? With some logistics on what that looks like. So in July of 2019, I started blogging um, knowing that I wanted that blog to be more, but not really sure what I wanted that to look like at any particular time. But mm-hmm. I just started blogging about doing life differently. What does it look like um, to do something different? What does it look like to move to Mexico for a couple of years? Why do I want to do this? Like, 
Um, so I had a, a great time at this sort of hobby blogging um, around what life might look like and how things were different. I get, I get to it's fall of 2019 and my husband's like, Hey, so far it looks like your plan still has me working full time in mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and you don't seem to be having a job in this uh, future scenario. <laughs> He's like, oh, what, what about that? Like, how's that fair? And mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, oh my gosh. So I have been working brick building right in a hospital or a business office for the last nearly 20 years. What, what could I do? You know, what mm -hmm. in the world, like, can I offer and how can I do something differently? So I had, um, a breakdown, right? Meltdown, right? At that point, I'm like, I can't do it. Like this is over. Uh -huh. My dream is over. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. Uh, so, you know, that lasted a couple of days. I'm like, all right, pick myself back up, figure out like, what am I going to do? How am I going to transfer my skill set? Uh, uh, ideally virtually, right? So that it could be done right on the beaches of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and that's when uh, it was my husband that suggested um, he's like, you love leadership. You've been in leadership forever. You could be a coach. What about finances? You love personal finance. What if you could help people with their finances? So it's at that point that I um, took some training to be a financial. I took financial coach master training through Ramsey Solutions and became um, a certified financial coach uh, at that point. So January of 2020, Journey to Influence launched and I started coaching people um, around their finances. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. So what do your, what's your typical clients look like? Yeah. Um, the, well, continued, continued, uh, pivots happened right throughout the, uh, in the last three years. So, uh, personal finance and then small business, uh, owners or entrepreneurs are really who I, who I work with. My favorite, my favorite people are entrepreneurs that are really great at their craft. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, are challenged a little bit with the business side of things. The money's a little bit messy, maybe personally, maybe also professionally. And there's an opportunity to come together and figure out what your, what your goals and dreams really are and how do we make sure that we're matching them up um, financially and also sort of logistically or operationally um, to get you to where you want to go. That's amazing. So did you guys pack up and go to Mexico? We did not. Yeah, no. I know. We have to we have to close out the story. Yeah. Uh, at, so, at some point, right, during this, um, during my journey of coaching, so I, I side hustled um, for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. January 2020 until July of 2021. So I, I worked, um, you know, early mornings on the business. I had clients um, in the evenings and a little bit on the weekends until I, uh, until I quit in July of 2021. Uh, and sometime during that time, my husband's like, yeah, actually, like, I don't know that I really want to move to Mexico. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, but it was truly in that, in that um, vision, speaking of like what you said earlier about, you know, the priest, the rock star, ultimately it's the leadership, right? Mm -hmm. What I really wanted was flexibility and freedom to do life yeah. the way I wanted to have more time with my family, right? To raise our girls intentionally and my career choice now. I get to build it by design. You know, mm -hmm. I design my days. I design um, our months. I design how we're doing vacation. Um, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily need to have my toes in the sand. Um, my toes in the carpet um, are still working well to really have my dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have to be moving to Mexico, but that was the, the vision you needed to be able to create yes. this life exactly. for yourself. Right. And yeah. now you have the flexibility when you guys do just want to get up and go on a vacation to Mexico. You can do that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's really exciting. So you worked in that healthcare field for 20 years. So you Mm -hmm. worked for, did you work for the same company or it was the other same company for 20 years? Same, same company. So what was that like? Because I'm sure you had friends or family members or whoever that have seen you in this like very solid, very reliable career that you're building a retirement in and you're doing, you know, doing all the things. How was that like explaining to people that you, you were going to leave that environment that you were just ready to be done? Yeah. I had a few uh, big fans, right. That were like in, you know, kind of shock and awe, like, Oh my gosh, if you can do that, right. Maybe I can do that too. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was sort of going first, right. And trailblazing the opportunity. Um, my mom was one of my biggest fans. She's like, absolutely. Like you can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Such a big cheerleader. Um, my husband, uh, podcast listener. So I feel safe in saying, uh, saying what I'm about to say, uh, not, not the biggest fan. He was, he was really afraid of what it might look like, right. To reduce our stability or what we had known for so long. Um, you know, with 401k contributions, right. And premium health insurance and all these other sort of factors, um, that, that needed to transition. So, um, it, it was difficult to, um, have the, you have to have the belief in yourself truly mm-hmm. and your, your vision, right. And what you want for yourself in order to deal with the ups and the downs of all, all of that. But yeah, there were some people I'm sure that thought I was totally crazy, mm-hmm. right. For leaving something stable. I was getting, uh, lots of job opportunities and promotion opportunities, um, that last six, eight and 12 months that I was there. Um, that I was, I was, uh, my former self, you know, a year before that would have been like, absolutely. Like I'm willing to do this next level thing, but I had such clarity on what I really wanted for my life, um, that I was willing to reduce my pay right for a period Mm -hmm. of time and, and create my own, um, you know, money-making opportunities, um, moving forward with, without, without that stability, create my own stability. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's such a great example for your girls to show them that, you know, you can put your all into something and it, that something might not be the thing anymore that you want to do. And it's okay to take risks and, you know, and, and I understand, you know, where, like you said, with your husband, I mean, my husband, and I've done the same thing where he's been an entrepreneur for a while and then I've done it and we've gone like kind of back and forth. And so it's always felt like one of us has that corporate stable job. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, diving into both of you being entrepreneurs, I can totally understand where that fear would come from. But like you said, when to your core, you believe in what you're doing and you believe in your ability to do it and do it really well. Um, I think that you just have to kind of trudge through it. Yes. Right. We just had to, I just had to stick it out. Right. And be able to you know, keep showing up, right. The belief was so important. And, um, so we've, but we've also had this opportunity to, um, co- collaborate a little bit, right. We, he's had the opportunity to see, to see my passion, right. For my work. And, um, and we have truly have more income generation possibility now than mm-hmm. I did before. Right. So it's just, yeah. but it's tap, tapping into that and being able to see, you know, the forest through the trees, Mm-hmm. And it's not all about the money either, right? It's mm-hmm. also about this the flexibility and freedom. I am I'm here to make sure my girls get off to school each morning. 
uh, on Wednesdays, uh, it's late start day at middle school for, for Lord knows what reason. And uh, I get to have a coffee date with my daughter and take her in. Uh, you know, on Fridays, I call them flexible Fridays. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work. Sometimes mm-hmm. we leave on vacation, right? So it gets to create the life that you want. Uh, and that means that means more to me than really anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with that. I feel like we we are conditioned to think that you always have to be striving to make more and to do more and all of that. But I think that there's the real powers with just being content with where you're at and knowing that, you know, you don't get time back with your family and with your kids and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that's worth so much, you know, and I I'm in real estate. So it's like every transaction is worth a certain amount. And it's like, I get to a point where I'm like that one transaction isn't worth the time that it's going to pull me away from my family and stuff. So it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to not take on one more thing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a whole different balance. And, uh, and it is different. It's a different set of challenges than working in a corporate environment because that certainly has challenges too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just face, there's a whole, whole new level of newness, right. That happens when you pivot and the, the opportunity to fail forward and figure it out and pick yourself up and continue to tweak and adjust. That's, that's one of the things that I think is so beautiful about entrepreneurship, right? I started out as a financial coach um, and did that really exclusively, right? For the first um, probably uh, two years uh, or 18 months anyway. And then I, I started getting more clients that had businesses or business owners. And so we'd start to kind of tap into that. And, I, and I'm, I'm showing up with value. We're talking about operations and efficiency. And I realized that I'm, I'm pulling all of the skill that I used in my corporate career, right? To do more with less and strategize and make things more efficient and make things more profitable into other people's small businesses. Uh, and so I had the opportunity to reframe, relabel, re and own my own skill set. Then I actually I can help small business owners as well. Absolutely. Let me do that too. Mm-hmm. So I, I was able to blend both of those things together, which makes um, me a better, right. Than just a small business coach, better than just a personal finance coach, right. When I have both skill sets that I'm able to bring to the table. So part, part of, I think what we need to do as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people that are willing to um, take a pivot or take a leap is take a look at what you've done to date. You've got mad skills, right. And you need to see what those common themes are, what the things are that you love to do, what things are that you're great to do, bring all of those to your table and offer that right in your service, right in your industry, uh, because you you've got you've got things that you're not you don't think are related that are absolutely related. Bring find those and bring them to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to pull value from every experience you've had in your life, and you know, for my my husband, for example, he has managed restaurants pretty much his whole career, and he got to a point where he was like, I don't want to work in restaurants anymore. Like, I don't want to be his big thing for, he had this number to say, he's like, I don't want to be 40 and still managing a restaurant. Like, and, and when you're the GM of a restaurant, there's really nowhere else to go from there unless you decide to get into like hotels and do F and B directing and all that kind of stuff. And he didn't want to do that. And so I remember when he was like looking online for different jobs, he was feeling so much like, well, I have nothing to offer any of these like other thing. And I was like, you have worn every hat when it comes to <laughs> 
operations and operating a business and all of that. And so just like, yeah, making sure that you understand how much your skills translate to other things. And, and same thing. I mean, I owned an event planning company for seven years and now I'm a realtor and I cannot tell you how similar planning people's weddings are and helping people buy a house are. It is so similar and helping people through that emotional time is something that I've been skilled to do for over a decade now. And so, um, I love that you say that, yeah, I mean, so many of these things all translate. So you don't have to feel like, well, I did this thing for 20 years in healthcare. So I have to stay in healthcare. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. what you did there will help you in any other field you decide to go in. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, bring your, bring your skills with you. They absolutely, they transfer to wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I feel like, yeah, when, when you're thinking about making change, and even if you are just going from one job to another, you can pick apart your job description and find those key pieces that will help move you into the positions you want to be in. Um, And I think it's, you know, I've talked about this before too. It's so important to, when you're reevaluating making a move, finding the things, and you did this with your yours, finding things in your current career that you love doing and find the things that you don't love doing. And then it's like, okay, how can I get more of, more of this, more of the thing that I love out of this career? And yours, like you said, was leadership. And I'm sure there's roles in those, that 20 years where you were able to be a leader and you really thrived in that. So to be able to pull yeah. all of that and start your own thing is so inspiring. Yeah. Hopefully uh, the people that are listening right to your podcast are, I don't know if they're on the edge, right? They're thinking mm-hmm. about pivoting. They've just mm-hmm. pivoting, like where their what their pivot journey is. But I, um, I absolutely believe that if it's like, if it's fiery in your belly, like you have to pursue it, like you owe it to yourself, right. To continue mm-hmm. the pursuit, not easy, right. Mm-hmm. But worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you know, the proof is in the pudding. Obviously you did with your financial stuff, you did it first and you were like, this, this is, you're able to do this. And so I think so many people get caught up in, I have to have the plan and the business and everything lined up before I can, you know, say that I do this thing or before I can make a leap or whatever. And I just feel like people want to see the journey and the process to you getting to that point. And I, it sounds like with your family and stuff, like, and your friends, they all got to see you guys go through this. So of course, when you decided to officially say, I'm going to launch this business, everybody's like, well, yeah, it's about time. Like now you can help all of us, you know? (laughs) So I think people need to understand that if you're in that, you know, you're sitting on the edge thinking about leaping. It doesn't mean that you can't start showing up in that way now, just because you don't have the whole plan figured out quite yet. Right. You're right. Start as you mean to go. Yeah. Start as you mean to go, get, get moving action. You've got to take action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so exciting. And I think it's just the reason why I started this, because I think it's so inspiring to hear from other people that have been through it are going, I mean, we're always all going through it in some way, right? Like no one's alone in this atmosphere of wanting to make a change or have something different or bring more joy into their life or whatever that looks like. And so I think just consistently hearing from other people that are doing it, I think is just the motivation we all need. Absolutely. It's, um, I feel, uh, I feel this way in parenting right now. I felt like I, I learned, I got the skill set to be a really good, like elementary school parent. Mm -hmm. And now I'm uh, moving into this, like 
teenage middle school parent, I feel new again. And I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. gosh. So like we're pivoting and I've got new skills to learn a new, Oh, just so, so many new things, right. That we're, uh, yeah. that we're moving through. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are 11 and seven. So we're kind of right there together. My biggest, they're the best piece of advice I got was remembering that my 11 year old daughter's feelings are not my feelings. And mm-hmm. that is, that's been life-changing because I mm-hmm. definitely absorb everyone else's emotions and feelings. <laughs> and so I feel like yeah. being able to watch her have that like emotional roller coaster and be like, oh, I don't, I don't feel this way. Let me just try <laughs> to support her through this and yeah. not get entangled in it as well. But yeah, but it's hard, especially having girls watching them go through these things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough and it's a whole yeah. other eye-opening journey. It is. Yes. Right. This whole, this whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And how great that you can be there and present for it. You know, I think about that all the time too. And I, um, I always find gratitude in the fact that I, I have built the flexibility in my life to be able to be here for the moments and the things and, uh, not have to be stretched crazy, crazy thin. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this like the stage I knew, I, I knew as, um, as I was beginning to build a business that, you know, and my desire to take the, take the girls sort of off grid or, um, you know, give them some different experiences was really like, I, I knew that they, um, they, they needed me right in this next stage of life, right. This, mm-hmm. this middle school and high school, they're going to need me. They may not want me right mm-hmm. around, often, but they're going to need me around. So mm-hmm. like, so that was definitely, um, a big driver, right. To make sure that I had the availability, right. For that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I loved hearing all of this. I appreciate you so much for sharing it before we go. I know you gave so much advice through this whole thing. Is there any last little words of wisdom you want to throw out there to everybody listening? Hmm. I'd say, um, journal, you know, journal, write things down, like as you have ideas and things that you want to share with the world, like, right get them out of your head and onto paper. There's something powerful about putting things on paper and then start taking action a little bit a day. Like, can you carve out an extra hour um, each morning, right. To work on what you want your future, you know, dreams to come to look at, to look like, um, take time, take, take action and, um, let another year, right. Go by not pursuing the thing that really, that you really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If not now, when, and I think on piggybacking on that, I just want to say that say out loud what it is that you want to be doing to at least like one person that you love and care about. I think that that is yeah. helpful. I love journaling and writing too. Um, and I think there's power with just saying, even if it's a wild idea, just say it out right. loud to somebody, I want to do this thing. And, and that's something that I think once you speak it out to the universe, it just becomes more real and Absolutely. more possibility. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I will link um, below where everybody can find you so they can follow along with your journey and reach out to you for resources as well. But I just so much appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye.